I remember this one gentleman took out a, a cardboard box. He went to his back bedroom or somewhere and brought it out to the kitchen and just showed me a box of money. <laughs> he goes, what, what should I do with that? I'm like, well, you shouldn't be doing this. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. We're back on the Retirement Reality Podcast with Mike Coyne, and we're going to dive into a number of different things today, including our, our main focus is on your hidden gems in your retirement plan, some of the aspects of your financial accounts that you might not be looking at or paying a whole lot of attention to. We're going to tell you why you might have a little more there than you think. It might be a little more valuable than you think if you uh, put some use to it. So we're going to look at that today, but I want to start first, Mike, and I know this is going to be Maybe a little outdated when, when this episode actually airs, but the good news is for you guys in Minnesota or in Wisconsin, both both sides, but Wisconsin specifically, it looks like you guys are going to be opening back up soon, which also means you'll be able to get back involved with the seminars, right? Yeah, we that's one thing we do a lot of is the educational seminars, and we've really been on hold for the last several you know few months, and just heard news from this as we record this is uh, Supreme Court overruled our the governor Tony Evers. And so it was unconstitutional for him to extend the uh, stay home order or the shutdown order. So as of today, as we're speaking today, it is uh, business as usual. Um, Obviously, people are going to be still um, keeping distance. I'm sure there's a lot of people wearing masks, but it's not forcing. There's no penalties to keep these businesses uh, shut down and closed. Obviously, I'm guessing there'd be more lawsuits that are going to pop up and there might be local officials and mayors might refute this. We'll see what's going to happen in the next few weeks. But uh, right now, uh, as I got my coffee this morning, they had chairs and tables down ready for clients to sit in the coffee shop, which has been different than the last few months where you can only get the coffee and leave. Yeah, that's great. Great news uh, for you, I know, and and hopefully for your clients and prospects as well that really get a lot of use and value out of these seminars. And and I know you've had the the webinar up on your website at principalpreservationservices.com. Keep calm and retire on. You can watch that webinar and that'll still remain up on the website, but very good for you guys to be able to get back at the seminar. So make sure you log on to the website. I know you'll have information up there, right, Mike, as you add seminars uh, to your schedule. Yeah, we're going to be uh, doing some more virtual seminars as well. For those people who are still apprehensive about getting out, we're going to do some uh, upload some social security um, seminars, tax seminars, uh, just maybe uh, Q&A seminars onto our website as well. But yeah, we're going to be uh, I should say back on the circuit again, uh, <laughs> back, back in the, at the restaurants. We don't do too many of those, but you know the colleges, community colleges, tech colleges, libraries, doing a lot of educational seminars. Well, great news. So make sure you visit principalpreservationservices.com to get the latest on that. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Well, I want to begin today before we get our main conversation with our mailbag. And we got a couple of questions I want to run off to you, Mike. Uh, and again, you can always send these in via Facebook, the Principal Preservation Services Facebook page, or online. Or you can always just call the office, 855-987-8888. Ask Mike any kind of financial questions, anything that's on your mind, and we'll try to bring him onto the show. And we got a question from Steve who says, an online calculator says, I'm going to need... $742,485 for retirement. How accurate do you think that estimate is? You know, it's tough to say. A lot of these these online calculators are very limited. They're just base, uh, very generic. And so it's hard to tell whatever calculator you're looking at, Steve. What I find is a lot of them, they're not adjusting even with inflation 
but they're also not you know what your expenses would be um, or with the your uh, growth of your investments but a lot of times you're not adjusting what your expenses would be maybe when your mortgage is paid off um, if it is paid off you know typically your expenses might be higher in the first to five to ten years in retirement and then they kind of trail off a little bit you're gonna do maybe more travel so I don't know what the, the limitations are I just I'm not I don't take a lot of stock in just those simple online calculators I think you're better to actually work with the professional who have a very comprehensive software like what we use where we input everything your retirement date and social security and pensions and cost of living and all the factors involved and you might be downsizing a house up uh, right. We call that right sizing. We don't want to talk about downsizing, <laughs> but but right sizing for retirement. Have that right size house for you in retirement. So most likely, it's not going to be very accurate. I think the best thing to do is actually get a uh, uh, a very detailed plan because most likely it's not even asking for social security. Right. Yeah. So. Thanks for that question. Uh, appreciate that one as well. We got one more I want to get to today. And I think it's a good one because I, I would imagine a lot of people are asking you this question. If not, they at least are thinking about it. Uh, Christina writes in and says, I have almost 150000 sitting in my savings account right now. And I'm tired of getting virtually no interest on it, but I'm also too scared to invest it right now. So should I leave it in the bank for now? Yeah, I don't. There's there's nothing wrong with having safety in the bank and having that those reserves. We do recommend... Uh, people when you're working and obviously during this whole corona bubble i call it people who had enough money in savings if they were furloughed laid off or whatever that might be business owner it was nice having that reserves but it's 150,000 sounds like an overkill you know you should have three to six months of your expenses set aside in some type of savings account while you're working when retired we recommend six to 12 months uh, have a little bit extra cushion in there because you're going to be living on more of a fixed income and you don't need any big surprises. So most likely, you know, let's just say your average, you know, Christina, if your expenses are say five thousand a month, you know, thirty thousand to maybe at the most sixty thousand is what you probably need in reserves, unless you're looking to do some major maybe remodel or buy a car or any big expense. It's probably fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars, probably too much in savings, and you're losing money because of inflation. So let's just say $100,000, and if you're only going to get roughly 1.5% in a CD in the bank, savings account 0.2, inflation's over three right now, and now with these stimulus packages, we can count on inflation going to be higher. You're just losing money every year. So I don't recommend sitting that money in the bank that much, and you can't be afraid to put some money in the market. Now, when people say the market, they assume you're, you're just going to be in high, high risk. There's different levels of risk and we find the appropriate risk for you so you can actually keep up and beat inflation with that money. So should keep that all in the bank. Yeah, I think that's the biggest maybe misconception. At least, I, you know, that's what I would used to think too before having these conversations with you, Mike, is if I'm jumping in the market, it's automatically going to be a, a very risky thing for me. But you can manage it and you guys have ideas and you guys have investment options that can limit that risk so that you right. are actually be outpacing inflation because that's ultimately the most important thing is you're not making enough at all in your savings account right now to even come close to keeping up, especially as you mentioned with the stimulus package and all this money getting pumped out. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be in the market either. We, we have actually safe investments that have outpaced inflation without any risk. They, something you can't get at your local uh, broker shop or the local bank that we're independent, we have, we can offer those to our clients that uh, they probably never even heard of these investments. They're protected, they've been around for 30 years. They're not new by any means, but you're gonna do a lot better than a CD um, if you wanna do that. 
Yeah, so talk to Mike and his team uh, to find out the best way to invest that money. And that takes us into our main topic today because this is another thing that kind of reminds me of that same thing. You have all these kind of, you have this money in these old accounts sitting around that could be doing a lot better for you uh, if you actually put better use to them. And the way to do that, I mean, you're not going to be able to figure that out on your own necessarily. So talking with somebody like Mike, and that's what we're going to do today, is have him explain why these accounts could be maybe hidden gems for our retirement plan. We got four of them I want to run through today. And I want to start, Mike, with uh, with your old 401ks. And a lot of us, you know, we leave companies, we change jobs. You know, we're going to do that probably a couple times, at least during our lifetime. And over that period, we're going to have these old 401ks that we've put a bunch of money into. And we just figure, hey, once I get to retirement, I'll pay attention to these things again and pull the money out. But why are we maybe making a mistake there? Yeah, we, we just helped... Uh Somebody's in their mid thirties uh, just recently, and he already had, I think, three or four four hundred one ks. Even in his mid thirties, and he just you just kind of forget about them. When you get the statements, you don't pay attention, or uh, you just kind of file them away, and you just kind of forget when you because you, you might be only be focusing on your your current four hundred one k, your current job. And the problem with the, these old four hundred one ks, you know, you are your own advisor when you have a four hundred one k. You are managing, you are choosing those allocation options. And what we find is a lot of these allocation options that your previous employer chose of the options, they might not be something that you're too excited about. You have limited availability to to invest in there, maybe 15 to 25 different funds that you could pick from. We like to have better control. Once you're you've left your employer, you can roll that those pre-tax dollars, those 401ks into an IRA because the majority of those funds are in there. It doesn't cost you anything to do that. But now you can pick the investments that are going to be more appropriate for you. And you have to understand some of the other limitation with 401ks. We're a big fan of once you leave your job, roll them over right away so you have more control over those. Even when you're 59 and a half, we encourage people to do that. Take more control of your money when the uh, the rules allow you to. Uh, because if you have Roth inside your 401k, the IRS has different rules if you leave that money in there. 401ks are meant to grow your money while working. They weren't really meant for distribution in retirement. For example, we know if you put money into a Roth IRA, you pay your taxes today, the money grows tax-free, withdrawals are tax-free in retirement, right? Well. You know, same thing with if you put money in a Roth 401k, it's still you pay your money and it grows the same way. The problem if you leave your money in there in retirement and you're, you're RMD age, which means now you're 72 years old or older, you're not supposed to have to pay taxes on Roth. But in a 401k, they actually make you withdraw money out of your Roth 401k because you left it in there. And a lot of people don't understand that. And that's why it was never intended to be there long term. And that's a big mistake. And one of the other big mistakes we don't like about these 401ks, there's there's other RMD rules, but you can't stretch a 401k to children. So just say you're married, you pass on, I'll pick on the guys, and your wife inherits your, your IRA. Now it's hers. Now she passes on. Now the kids get it. They have five years to withdraw that money, at least with an IRA, they changed the, the uh, stretch rules to a 10-year distribution as opposed to if you left the money in the 401k, it's only five years. So you get additional time for your your children, your beneficiaries to get that money out. So go back through those old 401ks if you have them. Take a look at them, see what you can do to, to better improve your situation. Don't just let them sit there uh, in their current state. Try to make better use out of them. Uh, the next yeah. one, the next account, Mike, is, is life insurance. And you know, a lot of times people buy life insurance and just kind of leave it alone, right? I mean, you've Oftentimes, you've had this policy for many, many years. But what are some things we can be thinking about to maybe get better use out of this? 
Yeah, obviously with our niche and our, our business model here is working with, you know, pre-retirees, retirees. We find a lot of them have maybe these variable universal lives, um, these or whole lives, or and some of these policies aren't cheap. And what we're finding is they might have some cash value. The older you get, the less really need for life insurance you, you have, especially when you're retired and your house is paid off and you've had a lot of investments. So is there really a big need for life insurance when you're retired? Now, some people want to do that to leave some some money to the the children. But most people, their, their big need in, in retirement is not a, a big cash pile of money anymore. So usually they're overinsured. When it comes to that, they're paying maybe more expensive policy for one of these universal lives, variable universal lives. Uh, two options, either if they still have some debt and they want to make sure they cover the debt, nothing is cheaper than term life. And we're just helping people get, you know, mortality tables have probably changed a couple times since when you took out these old policies that you could just get a basic, the cheapest form of life insurance maybe uh, through term life to, to insure you maybe till 75 or 80. Uh, at a pretty cheap rate, as long as your health is is half, halfway, you know, average or better, that's a cheap way to get life insurance. Uh, sometimes what we do is we just take that cash value. Most people are saying, "I just want to have enough money to offset and pay for my funeral." Well, we could take the cash value that's in your current life insurance, whole life, universal life, and roll the cash value into a irrevocable funeral trust. So at least that money that you've accumulated will actually be used for your funeral someday. And that's protected from Medicaid, which is great as well, up to $15,000. So there's a lot of different things to look at it. If you need some life insurance, I would look more at term at this phase. If you're 55 to 65, if you still need some more coverage, if your debts aren't paid off. Otherwise, if you're not needing life insurance, roll that cash value into something that you know will be guaranteed used into like that irrevocable funeral trust. Well, I think we all have savings accounts or money market accounts or, or CDs that we, we have stashed away and we're putting money into them. But explain to me why maybe these could be hidden gems in your retirement plan. What could we be doing with our savings accounts to, to better suit us? Yeah. And I think kind of like we had the mail bait question as well as, uh, you know, people accumulating a lot of money in their savings. There's people who are you're just prone to either be spenders or savers. And people are just habitual with that. And we just see people just keep building up their savings and building up their savings, and they have so much money in the bank. Uh, the problem with that is you're just not keeping up with inflation. And so uh, sometimes it's always good to have a good bulk of reserves. And sometimes, unfortunately, their local banks don't offer the best. Sometimes I'm referring clients to online banks. As long as you're comfortable with that, they're still protected by the FDIC. I'll even help them uh, set those accounts up when they come into our office to get a better rate. Obviously, nobody's paying that great of rates right now, but they're usually better than what you can get at the local banks. But there are also some some safer investments to do to do outside of those savings and CDs and money markets. You know, money markets are only paying you know 0.2 to 1 percent typically. Savings 0.1, 0.2 CDs. You might get a I saw a three-year CD the other day at 1.6 percent. Nothing great. You can take some of that money and, and get that back into the market, make some more money for you, or or put it into a safer maybe an indexed annuity that you can be averaging four or five percent maybe uh, on average over the next you know five to ten years so there's a lot of better options than what just sticking it in the bank or or even cash I mean, i've literally right. i don't go to people's homes anymore but years ago i used to go to people's homes and i remember this one gentleman took a, a cardboard box he went to his back bedroom or somewhere and brought it out to the kitchen and just 
showed me a box of money. <laughs> he goes, what, what should I do with that? I'm like, well, you shouldn't be doing this. Um, and, you know, I, I know I could be trusted, but not many people that you show money hidden yeah. in a box in your house that you should be showing uh, to people. But uh, it's not doing anything That's <laughs> when funny. it's sitting in cash. Yeah, it might look good and it might be a great conversation starter, but that's about all it's going to do for you sitting there in that cardboard box. That's funny. Uh, our last one on this list of hidden gems, uh, a pension fund. I know a lot of people are maybe aren't receiving pensions anymore. They've had their old pensions frozen maybe many years ago. What can we be doing and what can we do to go back and look at these these pensions and, and what should we be considering? Yeah, there's... It all depends on your age, situation. What's the solvency of, of these pensions? What we're finding is a lot of these pensions are uh, they're getting these annual reports where they find out they're becoming less and less solvent. They're having more financial issues. And so that the opportunity or the chance that the pension will continue forever is getting slimmer and slimmer because of, you know, the lack of, you know, financial backing in these these pensions. So in that case, what we're recommending is and a lot of times these these funds have been frozen. So once you take that lump sum and roll that into a traditional IRA, that lump sum value, let that money grow as you're taking withdrawals. And most of the time that's fearing to be a better situation for most people that if you can even average, I, I just use a very conservative 4% average rate return, you're going to outperform um, what the pensions are doing because they're frozen. They're getting very minimal interest. And sometimes they're not getting interest at all anymore. And the other downside of the pension is they give you usually four to six options. It's either 100% off your life or 100% off your, you know, you and your spouse, or you know, especially if you're not married, it's really a bad situation uh, to take the pensions a lot of times because if you pass away, well, what happens? They don't guarantee money to anybody. It's done. You could live a year or two years and it's done unless you choose a, a life with a, a 10-year certain option in the pension. At least if you roll that money into an IRA, if something happened to you in a year or two, or especially if your health is not in the best situation, you should really be looking at a rollover because at least if you're only getting a couple years of income out of that IRA that you rolled the pension into, your beneficiaries will get all that money. So it's a lot better option than these the pensions. We're seeing a lot of less and less pensions available. Uh, we see a lot of the you know the federal pensions in the state pensions. We know those are they're going to be just fine. But these these private pensions, we're finding a lot of issues that uh, companies are actually recommending the employees to do the lump sum because they don't want to be uh, under that that strict guideline of, of maintaining those funds and ma maintaining the solvency and, and having those financial issues. So it's a lot more strain on the companies to keep those pension funds intact, and they'd much rather have you take those dollars out and put it into an IRA. Yeah, and you know, these four are just four items that there are four accounts that could be hidden gems in your retirement plan. But I think just maybe the biggest takeaway is you need to be reevaluating everything you have in your portfolio, right, Mike? I mean, this is something you do with clients where you go back through everything they have to make sure everything is, is, is working towards that retirement goal. Exactly. We sit down, we, we do this, our discovery meetings are usually about an hour and a half meeting uh, just to gather information. And then when we get back for the next meeting, we're actually reviewing what we gathered and make sure we didn't miss anything. You need to have, we talk about all these situations. We're even we're talking a lot more than this. We're talking about estate planning. We're talking about Medicare, uh, your Medicare options we do here as well. There's so many different things that <laughs> that are expanded from what we just talked about today. These are just four of the, some of the, you know, the basic uh, 
parts of, of retirement that we sh- you should be looking at. But we go over all that. And you should be looking at everything comprehensively together um, in, in one plan. It's hard just to focus on one, one thing or the other. You should actually have uh, one source to, to look at everything at once. Indeed. So make sure you uh, contact principalpreservationservices.com if you're looking for help and and going through your entire portfolio and making the best sense of your your accounts and the best use out of all your accounts that you have. You can contact Mike Coyanen and his team at Principal Preservation Services at 855-987-8888 and online at principalpreservationservices.com. There you'll find a, a webinar that's already up, Keep Calm and Retire On. Plus, we'll be doing some additional uh, online webinars as well for those that aren't quite ready to get out and meet in person yet. But also keep an eye on the website for upcoming seminar news as now things are beginning to open back up there. And uh, Mike will hopefully be back out and amongst the people. We're hoping to. We're excited to get back and... You know, we're as people, people, <laughs> we like being around people. And yeah. it's hard, hard just doing the virtual meetings and, and through the computer screen. We like having people in our office. We like to be in intera- interacting with people. Uh, that's, you know, one reason I got in this industry. We love helping people and we, we're excited to get out and, and seeing everybody. Yeah, we are as well. So uh, we'll talk to you on the next episode. Make sure you hit subscribe uh, to the Retirement Reality Podcast. We'll love to have you back for our next episode, which will be next week. So we'll talk to you then. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.